Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. We would love to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. We do that through our corporate training events, our coaching and speaking events, but we also do that through this podcast. I bring special guests to you every other week, and today I'm grateful to have Levent Yildizgoren on the podcast. Let me tell you a little bit about Levent. Levent was born in Turkey, but he's spent the last quarter of a century running a highly successful professional locationalized service based in the UK. His decades of learning about the pitfalls and prizes of the export market presents a shared in his book through his lingo model. He has helped companies to do business in more than 100 languages. So you got a lot of diverse experience there, Levent. Welcome to the <laughs> podcast. Thank you, Brian. It's great to be with you. And thank you for this astounding introduction. Well, you know, you gave me this information. It's, 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 it's incredible to, you know, over 100 languages. I'm sure that's in more, many countries. Uh, just what a yeah. great uh, bio to share with, with our audience. But thank you. Levent, thank we're going to ask you the question we ask all of our guests. What does leadership and being a leader mean to Levent Yildiz Gorin? Great, great question, Brian. I mean, there, there are, I'm sure there are many versions of this, this answer to, is, I think, for me, the, the main answer is to be able to be honest, open, and transparent to, to people that I'm working with. And, and I mean it for, for all our stakeholders, because as leaders, as business leaders, we have to do this for our colleagues, our customers, our providers, we need to, I don't mean leading as a kind of, I'm a leader, not that type of ego, but more like I have certain experience, I have certain expertise that our customers are coming to get benefit from that expertise. So it's my job to lead them to the best possible scenario that the outcome for them for them is the great, is the greatest. So how do I, my question is every morning when I wake up, how can I do this? You know, how can I lead my customers, my colleagues, our providers? Because without our providers, these are mostly translators, we can't do much. So the only thing that comes to my mind is to be honest, transparent, and, and open to suggestions as well as criticisms. That is a great uh, definition of leadership. And in fact, you alluded to something that we found out here by asking this question. I get tons of different answers. And it's yeah, so great yeah. that leadership is kind of like DNA. We all have our own way to lead. And that's a great thing. In fact, we uh, started a book called Voices for Leadership, where we ask authors to write out their uh, leadership nuggets. And so we've we, we done yeah, that because yeah. of this question. It's just really encouraged and engaged me and i've got to learn some amazing leadership techniques and skills from our from our guests so thanks for that <laughs> my pleasure you know having you know i guess translating things into people's languages i know that's a complex 
because every time you know you, you go from one language to another, there's different nuances with languages. Yeah, I, I happen to be a communication coach and trader and love behavior styles. And even in that, in your personality style, there's different languages. It's the same uh, English or Spanish or any other type of language, but there are different nuances with, with just personality types of what, what language means. So it's an important thing. Tell our listeners how you do this and, and how it helps others. Well, very interesting question again, Brian. And then thank, thank you for, for the opportunity to, to express my opinions as well as make me think about this. Because every time somebody asks me a question about what we do every day, then I say, actually, yeah, there is a question like that. But because we do it every day, year in, year out, and for the last three decades, you know, we sometimes can lose the meaning of how important it is for the stakeholders. So really, as you know, we have um, very clever machine translation tools that, you know, we Google Translate and there's likes of many others. And, you know, depending on the number of users they have, number of words have been put into, into their databases. Some of them for certain language pairs are really good. But what they don't have are the feelings and emotions and and like you said very right, rightly nuances of languages so they have no idea so when i say to you brian we moved into a new plant you know all our operations are in a new plant now and i you even know that i'm talking about a plant as a facility a machine may understand this as a plant as a vegetable or, or some something else now it may not it may understand that from the context, but the thing is, when it comes to corporate communication, are you willing to take that chance? You know, when when you want, because you're you're a communication trainer and specialist, and and companies have got to communicate their message, to create emotions in their target customers, so that customers can inspire and trust them to make purchasing decisions. Apparently, that's how the uh, buying uh, process is. Is Nobody buys on logic. People buy on emotions. And then they say, well, actually, I made a logical choice. But actually, what led them to that logical choice was the emotion that someone, a brand, has created. So the importance of language and I'm not talking about English. Even then, you're, you're right to say, you can rightly say, even in English, there are so many very different variances. Like you guys in the States, when you say you quite like it, you mean it, you like it. Whereas a British person says they quite like it, that means it's borderline terrible. <laughs> you know, So there are so many um, variances, even in the same language. But when it comes to, getting your message to, to another language, which means in another country, then the importance of language is even 10 times more. Because when a company tries to expand into an international market, they are not just talk, thinking about their translations or languages. They, they, they do lots of marketing activities. They package, they do packaging differently. They, 
even modify their products. And these are all cost money and time. So can you imagine how disappointing will that be? A company has made all these preparations, great product, great service, but their language is failing to create emotions in their target customers. That will be such an awful thing for them. And it will be so unjust, unjust as well because they know they have a great product. They know they have a great followers in their domestic country. But because the language isn't tuned into the target audience, then it will not create that, that, those emotions. And, it, and I feel this great shame for, for that company because they waste their time, money, and resources. And also, Brian, they may lose motivation to go to other markets. I mean, one of the common things that we come across is that French, okay, there are so many different versions of French as it is in English. And somebody might say, well, we translated this into French for France. Why can't we use it for Canada? You know, or why can't we use it for Switzerland or Belgium? And these are all different variances. I mean, I'm not a French speaker, but somebody once told me one of the words for children in, in French in France is leg. Let me say this. I, I think it's legos. And same word in Canadian French means or could mean testicles. So if you can think of the implications that it can create, and especially if the product range is in a you know, children's product or, or clothing or something like that, it could be a devastating results for that company. So using same language in a, in a different country could even backfire. So having somebody like us, you know, language experts, localization experts, is a great asset for any company who would like to, uh, who, who are considering global expansion and who would like to make connection with their customers in other countries. I don't know if I managed to, uh, that was a long version. <laughs> I can I realize that now, but I got really sort of excited about your question. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Levin. And I, I want to start off with what you first said. What, what I heard, let me just, let me kind of summarize it, <laughs> is, is you can speak to someone's ears, but when you start speaking to their heart and engaging emotion, it's totally different. And, and you can do yes. that in the verbal language and written language. Uh, there's there's opportunities to to speak to someone and get to their emotions and you know engage them I, I think that's great we hope you're enjoying today's podcast this podcast is sponsored by build consulting services are you ready to reduce workplace conflict reduce employee turnover and increase your productivity if you're ready to put brian to work for your company give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net now back to today's episode You also talked about the, the different variations of words and, and different parts of languages. In fact, I, one time I was working for a British company and they gave us a list of tooling. And uh, 
there were several things on the list that, that, that I just had no idea what they were. Uh, so one of the things that, that I can remember was a spanner. And I was like, what is a spanner? Well, that winds up being an adjustable wrench and, yeah. uh, and a podger. I'm like, what is a podger? And, and it wanted to be something you line holes with. But uh, back to your point, that that is English language in England. And here in the States, it just means something yeah. totally different. It doesn't mean anything at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you can imagine the, the challenges when it comes to a totally different language. Yeah. And that's what I think uh, your your company does with, with these, what you call stakeholders, these translators that translate in 100, over 100 languages. So, so tell us what the lingo model is. Right. Okay. Thank you for asking this. You know, working with dozens of customers over the over the uh, last three decades. I've noticed that some companies are really successful in their export activities or international trade activities. And some companies are not. And when I look at bit look into it deeper, then I realize that actually the companies who are not successful, they have an equally good product. They have an equally good um, management team in place. They are not making, you know, they are not trying to sell something that is like substandard. So how can be a, a successful company with a good product are not being successful in international markets? Then I soon realized that the successful ones are the ones that are following a systematic approach. They are not cutting any corners. They are not rushing it. They are, they are doing their market research. They are doing their, uh, you know, they dive deeper into the cultures, understand their customers, finding the right ways for the market. And they are not trying to say, well, this, that model, that product is good enough for our domestic customers. So it should be good enough for anyone. And, and that is a kind of a very dangerous approach. Dangerous in the sense that what is working for the UK customer may not work for a customer in the Middle East or in the United States or New Zealand or, you know, there are so many aspects when it comes to languages and cultures and, and where people are based in England, it rains, and, but in other countries it doesn't. So, you know, is the product or the service or the approach is it suitable for that country? Spain is not far away from the UK, but their lunch breaks are a lot longer than what is customary in the UK. So people, I heard one, one person saying, you know, can't they have any shorter lunch breaks? You know, the moment you start saying things like that is really, that means you're disconnecting, disengaging from your uh, people, disengaging from the people that you want to get connection with. So the only thing to do is to recognize and respect those um, differences so that they can be successful. So my Lingo model is basically consists of five simple steps to go global. And it's not rocket science. It's, it simply provides a structure for a business executive so that they don't miss any essential steps. L is learn the market. This is very much a 
research step. This is when researching for the marketplace. Is it, um, I have a client, potential client right now, thinking about going to European countries, but should they start with Germany first, Italy, Spain, or should they start with all European countries at the same time? Now, my answer to them is, well, dear customer, it's an important decision. If you start with all European countries at the same time, thinking that your product will be, because they have like 40 products, different range. If all your products will be in demand in all those countries, it's great. But if not, you'll be wasting a lot of money in localization, translation, product labeling, packaging. So I say, whether you do this yourself or uh, you know we do it for you, it is important to do that market research. So out of your 40 products, which ones are in demand in those countries? So is it is it Germany that, that it has got the most demand in all your 40 products? Then by all means, localize, translate, amend all, all these products for Germany. But for Italian market, it may be just 10 of them. So if you do everything for all European countries, that could cost you a lot of money. So the 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 L4 lingo, learn the market, is the research step, deciding which country or which city is suitable for your product or service. I is information gathering. Once you decide which uh, export market you're going into, is then going deeper in that market. What are the uh, cultural and language uh, requirements? Belgium is a very small country compared to USA or UK. But in this small country, there are two languages. And if you, if, if the company doesn't um, make that, that research in that step, thinking that, yeah, it's French, then they can upset half of the country who speaks Flemish. And, and they'll have total disconnection with that, with that customer. Or vice versa, if they think that Flemish will be all over Belgium, then go to the south of the country where you know French is, is the main language, then they'll have difficulties. So information gathering step is going deeper once you decide which country uh, you want to get into. So this is more like an analysis step. The third step is navigate the market. This is very much a pre implementation step. It is time to start planning. If it is products to be exported, is it going to be done through distributors? Is it going to be done by the representatives or online marketplaces? But which online marketplaces? You know, when we think about online marketplaces, we may be forgiven to just remember the likes of Amazon, Alibaba, Etsy, eBay, but there are thousands of marketplaces, and these are specifically for the countries and also for different type of products. Technical products require different, you know, suitable marketplaces for that. So, navigate the market is implementation stage step, understanding how to uh, go into that market. And if it's a food product, 
and is selling to the consumers. What about the VAT issues? Because that's 20%, the European VAT is 20%. If suddenly you have to charge your customer 20%, that means it's something that you need to take into account. Otherwise, 20%, nobody has got that sort of buffer to absorb that, that cost. So that is so, so important. Step four is going operational. This is the actual implementation step where the previous three steps come together. And it is important that that step is taken in a timely manner, not rushed, but not delayed either. Because we've seen examples of reluctance to take action can actually cost more to the companies. So at that stage, implementation, putting everything into place. Step five is open for business, that's all. And this is very much a, a, a running and monitoring step because things change. And sometimes things change rapidly, like we've seen examples in the, during the latest pandemic. And if there's no pandemic as or such, but things can change in a year's time or two years' time. So that stage is like monitoring and managing different circumstances stage. So it is a, it's a kind of holistic approach, starting from research, analysis, pre-implementation, implementation and ongoing operations. So that's the Lingo model. As I said in the beginning, it's not a rocket science, it's just following a, a methodology. Well, that, this is a, is a great model, easy to understand. I love the fact that it plays on the word lingo. Um, I only speak one language. And so if I ever wanted to do what you're doing and get out to other marketplaces, I would need your services. But you're speaking my language when you're talking about considering others, doing research to find out what they like yeah, and understand. Yeah, yeah. It, that works in leadership as well. Again, if it's if it's only one language, but still people need to be understood and heard. And, and that, that I think that's, you know, the way this model works is because you're actually doing those things. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we are getting close to the end of the show here. I do want to give the, you know, we haven't brought up the title of your book yet. Let's, so let's do that now. It's Good Business in Any Language. So tell our listeners where they can find that book and what they'll find in the book. I'm going to bring it up on the uh, website now, your website. Right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Brian. And thank you for the opportunity. Well, for your listeners, I have a great offer. If I'd like to, if I may mention it, totally free. They can visit the the, the link that you're 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 just put on the kindly put on the screen, ttcvtranslate.com/book. They can get the um, the free the downloadable copy of the book, ebook format, or they can purchase one from Amazon for one 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 um, one dollar. Or, or 99 cent and and the book contains the book explains the lingo model gives case studies of companies who have been successful and looks at the things like international communication how to avoid misunderstandings because even in a, in one country there could be different cultures and avoiding those misunderstandings can save a business a lot of hassle money and also it can help them to grow so much easier because it's all about getting the heart of heart getting into heart of the consumers or or customers so the book is 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 uh, i'm pleased to say it's an amazon bestseller 
and um, and and for your listeners, they can download it free of charge. Love that. We appreciate that gift to our listeners. So for those that are watching on YouTube, you saw the website. Those that are listening will include that in the show notes. Go get your free copy of this book. Uh, it's going to be a great way to understand and, and think about considering others in any language. So I appreciate your time today, Levent. Those that are listening to the podcast, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Do me a favor, go wherever you're listening to this podcast, give us an honest rating and review, share this podcast with others. It'll be great for your friends and family to hear about considering others and their languages and their cultures and recognizing how everyone's different. It's, it's, it's a great thing in right. life that we're all right. different. Uh, visit our Indeed. website, buildcs.net. And uh, remember to build yourself and build others. Thank you. Brian, it's been total, total pleasure. Thank you very much for, for this opportunity. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.